0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And next, we're brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. And finally, we're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the United States? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest, which, of course, you can only find at Odds Crowd. And finally, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks, news, podcasts, and so much more. Get it all right in the palm of your hand when you download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps.
1: Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 75. So this one will go out to the NBA, who is celebrating its 75th birthday this year. Uh, All those seasons, and yeah, they couldn't even have me play in even one of them. Like, you think 75 years, all those chances, they could have had me, allowed me to play at least one season, but no, the NBA's selfish that way. So, anyhow. Uh, who would I be? I would be Jeff Fox, your host of this here podcast, the MMA Gambling Podcast. Thank you for coming. Uh, last time I checked, we were also ranked in China now, so we truly are the globe global. We truly, truly are the world's favorite MMA podcast. We got China, Brazil, Germany, UK, Canada, US, Australia. We truly are worldwide. And the main reason we're worldwide is because my co-host is insanely good at picking winners for the uh dinner contender series which we will probably talk about right away because he likes to talk about when he does good on things so who would that be you may ask that would be daniel gumby vreeland daniel we also call him barney gumbo vreeland we also call him the prettiest purple belt around um i also say he was raised by bears. Uh, I think that's all I have to say. Hello, Mr. Veland.
0: Hey, what's up? And I do want to talk about the Contender Series right away. <laughs>
1: well, uh, imagine b- that.
0: B- before, we, before we talk about how great I am now, um, I, I'm curious as what you thought watching this past week of the Contender Series because, uh, you know, again, they gave four contracts out. The only person who didn't get one was Stephen Wynn, who just sat there in his chair crying while everybody around him celebrated. Um, which is pretty fucked up in the long term. But what what did you think about the crop of people who won and they gave contracts to? Uh,
1: not very good. I, I missed the first fight because um, I thought it was on regular TV up here. So I and I have a timer, you know, I programmed it in to record it every time. But it wasn't, so I missed the first fight. By the time I realized it was just on the app, um, I liked Clayton Rodriguez. He, he did fantastic. <laughs> Plus, my I was correct about the pronunciation of his name, so um, that was a double win for me. Like that fight, he's definitely got potential. Uh, when I, you saw where that was headed, it was it was pretty certain he was not going to get a contract because he was not going for the kill. Um, yeah, other than that, and I missed the main event too, unfortunately. So, um, so you just missed the two fights that I, I was I prepared. Two,
0: yeah. I was prepared to rag on for getting yes. contracts because I was like. I don't don't know about either of these guys. Yes. Because no offense to A.J. Dobson, who wins in the main event and wins fast.
1: And got you plus money, right?
0: And got me plus money and made me look like (laughs) a genius, which, by the way, so did the guy at the beginning of the fight card who I picked, Victor Brick Martinez. Um, despite Yanni, Richter. yeah, despite Yanni the Greek, by the way, I I don't know if you caught. Yeah, of course, you didn't catch it because you missed that fight right before they bring guy. on that knucklehead, who by the way I can't stand. Um, and I don't. Does he mind. ever make?
1: Does he make good picks? I always so, just skip. Like I'm, no, I'm usually a little a few minutes behind, so I just skip when he's talking, so I don't well, hear his picks ever.
0: Well, I'll give you this as an example. So before that fight started, he said Jacob Rosales should easily be a negative three hundred favorite over Victor Martinez. Which you'll 30s. notice, I, I took Victor Martinez at the plus money, yeah. and, and hey, if I could have gotten Yanni's uh, supposed number, I probably could have gotten 250, 260 on him, uh, because he said it should have been negative 300, and when they asked him for like a, a reason, he was like, Jacob Rosales has already fought this. Dana White Contender Series Challenge before. (laughs) Uh, Oh, good. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's some good analysis. The guy's already been on the show and got knocked silly by Jonathan Pierce. So you're going to – Pick him because he's been in the apex one time before. Yeah,
1: I I I could have to
0: make him a negative three hundred favorite.
1: i Uh, I could have gone and got knocked out too, and I still wouldn't be winning my next fight, I guarantee you that. So yeah.
0: Yeah, or 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 (laughs) being a negative three hundred it wasn't that he he thought
1: he was gonna win, but like his whole
0: analysis was like this guy should be a negative three hundred favorite because he's been in this building one time. And that's like it's crazy. But anyway, back to my original point. Victor Brick Martinez, AJ Dobson. They both just kind of look sloppy. Like, AJ Dobson won by knockout and, and like you said, got me plus money. But, like, he came out and just, like, fought the opposite of what you wanted his game to be, which was, like, not calculated in punishing. It was, like, winging shots against the guy who only has a puncher's chance against you anyway, Um, which I guess is, like, fun and reckless and probably why Dana gave him a contract. But it just – it looked bad. Like, if if I was going to pick people who I thought would be successful in the UFC only – like you said, I I definitely would have wanted to sign um the aforementioned not not Stephen Wynn. Who the hell were we just talking about? Wait, oh, wait, listen, wait. Hot Higuez. Um, Hoteges.
1: Higuez. And
0: then uh, I also definitely would have taken Mar- Michael Marias, Um, that twenty-one year old absolute beast with that late slam in the fight. Like he looks like he is going to be, uh, you know, Damien even said it when he offered him the contract. Damn good in seven years, and actually. He was the only guy who I didn't pick to win that I was uh, I missed on right him. Yes. and I was really impressed like he's way better than I thought he was so yeah. um let's let's do a quick recap while we're at it so uh, over the last two weeks I know you're usually the recap guy, but over the last two weeks I am a combined nine and two on the contender series if you bet a hundred dollars on every single one of those fights alongside of me you would be up five hundred and eighty six fifty one uh which is a pretty darn nice total so over the last two weeks nine and two and almost six hundred bucks uh it's time to hit your wagon to Gumby right here
1: <laughs> a lot of people I say people have like blindly are taking your picks on our sgpn slack channel um i saw someone comment that they were working all day so they couldn't do research so they're, they're just gonna tag along to all gumby's picks and like oh boy i hope gumby comes through and you did
0: yeah i i don't think i disappointed so
1: no nope. so and you were you're were doing all right even before uh you did what the first week you did bad and then you've done well not bad bad but well so i didn't i don't your, think
0: i i don't think i really picked in in week one um, like we kind of, no, uh, on meet, the site um, you
1: did though, uh, yeah. on the, on the you made picks and I think yeah, you were I mean, what, two and three or something like two, that.
0: Two and three. And that was in week two. I, I don't think I logged official picks for week okay. one. So we're on week okay. four now, two, three and four. Yeah. I went two and three the first week. And I think if you calculated it out, it was like negative a hundred and something bucks. So even if you want to count that week, we're up over 400 bucks over three weeks. Um, and there's some guys I really like on this next week's card. I haven't gotten to see the odds on them yet. I got a really good feeling that one of them winds up being a pretty sizable underdog. So make sure you tune in on Sunday for all that goodness too. Yes.
1: So anything else we really need to say about the night? Basically, Rodriguez and Morales are the, Oh, you said Dobson won by knockout. It was submission. Um, oh, right. So he, right. Did, Cause he, he, did he, he battered, battered him, of, him down.
0: Yeah. Okay. He, he battered the hell out of him, including at one point when Argaga uh, it was running away from him along the cage. And he like, snuck up behind him and threw one of those punches over his shoulder and hit him in the side of the head and knocked him back down again. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a shame that that had to go to a submission because, like, it could have been, could
1: have been stopped real fast. That's not a very nice thing to do, is it? goes nope. after the guy and punch him, it's like a bully thing. <laughs> yeah. Not in <laughs> a fight. So...
0: Not, you you typically should not give people your back in a fight.
1: All right. All right. So who, uh, who are you so excited about? Just uh, quick. Um... A quick preview, who are you so excited about for for next week's contender series?
0: One of the guys I'm really excited about and and probably i, I see him as probably coming in as an underdog for this one is uh, Manuel Gaksha. Uh, not any
1: longer. now that you mention his name.
0: Uh, he's I think be a he's favorite. Still gonna, I still think he's gonna come in as an underdog mostly because Chris Duncan, who is a Scottish guy who's gonna be fighting him. Has two or three wins in Bellator, um, so he's already kind of nice. got that, like, popularity of that, like, European Bellator guy because they, like, they flocked to Europe for a while and, like, really loaded their card with some European guys. So yeah. he was 3-0 and o over there, and they released him as part of their, like, we're not going back to Europe for a while, so we don't need you. Um, and Gaksha hasn't fought in a really long time. But the dude is, like, a world champion in Taekwondo um, and throws some wild kicks. He recently moved his camp to the Netherlands so that he could get higher quality kickboxing training. Um, and, like, I, I was already super impressed with him. So he's he's got crazy good striking. And he actually won his last fight by Von Fluchok. Um, You know, bottom line is he's fought bad competition. And Duncan's fought in Bellator, which is... You know, and they're matching seven and O records. You imagine they're going to give the seven and oh Bellator guy quite a nice number compared to the seven O guy who's mostly beating up like dudes are one and two.
1: Yep, no doubt. Don't I, Aaron Jeffrey? Don't, I know that name too from Bellator. Don't I? Um, or not? I or am I thinking of someone else? Bellator, but you know him
0: from LFA, CFFC. Okay. He was on the Contender series one time already. He lost to. Okay, he lost to Brendan Allen on contender series uh, actually by rear naked choke. So like, you know, obviously no shame in that after we've seen what Brendan Allen's done so far. So yeah, yep. that, that's a name, you know, and I'm pretty high on. I do think he's probably going to come in as a bonkersly high favorite though, again, because he's sort of a guy people know and has is, is been doing really well. So um, yep. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, so it, it's an exciting night with, with quite a few prospects.
1: Yeah. But week four, I think we can sum it up. It was probably the, worst week in terms of action and in terms of of quality moving forward don't you think
0: yeah oh and that's that's another thing i wanted to mention so i you know with you obviously missing a little bit of that show you probably didn't get all the commentary the commentary which by the way i love laura sango she should do every show she's great at it it. but her Her and uh, the other guy, Dan—I can't remember his last name—but um, that guy who does the play-by-play both yep. kept like, "Well, they gotta go for it because you know what? Uh, you know we're looking for finishes here on Contender Series." And I, I realized they completely accidentally killed their own narrative, right? Because wasn't yeah. that like the narrative of Contender Series for the first two years? Like, you yep. gotta go for the killer, else he won't give you a
1: contract, even if you, you win. Be a killer, man. Gotta be a killer.
0: And now, as long as you're not like a limp noodle in there, you know, barely making your way to a decision, you know, taking somebody down and throwing only a couple of punches like, you know, sadly, Mo Miller did or just not pouring it on as much as you could like Stephen Wynn. Like you, you just got to win and look like you wanted to uh, and and you get a contract and sometimes you don't even have to do that. So, uh, yeah, um, it's it's sort of funny that they keep trying to use that narrative despite the fact that they've debunked it and hey. Maybe that's why the fights are worse too.
1: Yep, it's basically, it basically comes down to: Are you willing to fight for ten thousand to show and ten thousand if you win? Okay, and then you got a contract. That's basically what it comes down to. But anywho, um, yeah, let's put a bow on that. Oh, I forgot to uh, off the top um, since we have apparently we're big in China now too. Dan, uh, do you want to say something in Mandarin to all the Chinese listeners, please?
0: Uh, it, I I do believe I do know one phrase and, and you do for real, I, although wow. I do, Yeah, sh- 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 means thank you, if I'm not hey. mistaken. See, yeah,
1: I always I throw I throw to you, try to trying to get you to embarrass yourself, and never you never do. It's sad. <laughs> I need I need a new co host that's not quite as on the ball as this guy is. But anyway, yeah, maybe we should move on because we got a massive fight card um coming up this week. That would be UFC 266. But before we do that, we're talking about wins and losses and the guy named win let's tell you about win bet ready to win money and boost your odds win bet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive exclusive rewards right at your fingertips Get in all your favorite teams players and sports from nfl nba mlb nhl golf mma WNBA, college football and more Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today, and that rhymes, to receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Download BetWin. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. So it's spelled W-Y-N-N, not N-G-U- Y-E-N, like Stephen Win. Gotta feel sorry for that guy not getting the contract, but it was I think, uh, Safe South, uh knew where it was headed, too, um, telling him he had to, had to uh, put his foot on the gas pedal despite winning. Yeah, um, I
0: I also think, too, if you went back two years well, – well, I do feel bad about it because, you know, it sucks to watch him sit there and, and hope for a contract and not get it and then have to listen to it. If you go back two or three years ago, he's not even in that room hopeful. Like, he, yeah. he's in that room being like, fuck. I didn't get it. um, And just kind of the 10, like the, the theme of this year made him feel like he had a chance, Um, yeah. which, you know, like yeah. for me, that show never should, he, he should never leave there feeling like he has a chance. I, I mean, to my, in my opinion, neither should have, you know, and I, I liked Victor Martinez. I appreciate the plus money, but he, he, in in another season would have walked out not having a chance. And I think, I think the show does better when you go back to that feeling where it is higher pressure and only a couple of them are getting contracts because uh, think about the worst seasons of the ultimate fighter, the worst season of the ultimate fighter are the ones where the, every single guy off the season got to fight a couple of times in the UFC. Yeah. The, the best ones yeah, were you, the you, ones this, this one this year, you were like, it was really high pressure again and it was back yeah. to being good. And you go back to the original ones. A lot of times those guys all got signed to eventually, but they didn't know that in the show. Whereas in those middle seasons, they were like, wow, we're all fighting on the finale anyway. So who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, this should be, um, killer be killed type of, uh, blood sport type of, uh, type of thing where you actually have to be spectacular if, if you want to get signed. But, I know I keep harking back to the financials, but uh, this—they basically they need cheap talent to fill out yep. their their endless—and fight, fight, fight cards. That's why it like feels 50, even worse, right? Yeah, it looks, exactly. It, it feels
0: even worse that this is the product because it's both a not a better product and b like you know terrible labor force manipulation. Yeah,
1: it's they have fifteen fight night uh 15 fight card uh, sorry 15 fights on a fight night fight card which on espn plus uh that they have to fill with cheap people so uh this card coming up this week is not a cheap fight night card they've really switched uh maybe not switch i guess it's always been like this but they really are going heavy on pay-per-views again like stacking pay-per-views and to the detriment of of any other card in the vicinity of it yeah um like a lot of these fights, a lot like a lot of these undercard fights could easily headline a fight night card and be better than what they've put out the past few weeks.
0: Yeah, I actually just said on the prelim primer, the first, uh, the last three prelims of the night, I think all could be fight night headliners and nobody yep. had bad an eyelash.
1: Yep, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you people wait. tomorrow. I'm gonna tell you about PropSwap first, and then we're gonna get into it, okay? Uh, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go and check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available, browse the activity feed to stay in the know, loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash, and much more. Use promo code SGP naturally on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to 500 bucks. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets prop PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. I have teased you long enough. UFC 266 is going down. This weekend from the T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada, not Las Vegas. (laughs) Um, Even though it says right on the poster, welcome to fabulous Las Vegas. Um, It is headlined by two title fights, and it has a third fight, which is five rounds also for no explicable reason other than that's what the Diaz's want. And it's also been moved to middleweight for no reason other than that's what the Diaz's want. But more on that later. Um, We haven't... There's been a lot of talk of us losing fights, but I don't think we've officially – we haven't lost any really any fights since it's been set in stone the past few weeks, have we? So I would say there is one very close to being
0: lost yes. uh, <laughs> momentarily um, because there are a couple of people who – uh, are struggling with visas. Um, They're not also, even in the country yet. <laughs> neither of them are in the country yet. Uh, I would also say we did lose Tatiana Suarez off this right, card, right, although right. that fight got uh, fixed. We also lost yeah. uh, Aaron Blanchfield versus Sarah Alper off this card well, for some reason. They head, moved yeah. it up a week. Um, which I, I mean, I guess I don't care. This this card is already crazy stacked, and yeah. that card could really use uh, Aaron Blanchfield beating the piss yep. out of Sarah Elper. So, um, yeah, that's that's literally. The whole
1: thing. You think you think literally or not?
0: I mean, I, if she had any control over <laughs> any part of her body at the end of that fight, I would be pretty surprised because it okay.
1: looks
0: like just about every muscle in her body had been mangled by the end of that fight.
1: Yes, sorry to interrupt, but yes, I have to put in my juvenile humor, or I, I will feel like I feel like I failed my my listeners. But yeah, so we lost those, but we haven't. I have a feeling we're not going to get the uh, Dan Hooker Nazareth Hack paras fight. Like Hooker got his visa ha, now, Hack paras does not have his yet. And they're like, he's trying to get it tomorrow morning or something. Like, it sounds like a mess. And then they both have to make it to Vegas. And then they both have to successfully cut weight and not have a medical emergency based on that. And yeah, there's a lot of, a lot hanging in in the air with that, which is a shame because that's one of the fights that we're looking forward to, I think.
0: Yeah. um, I I do hope that one happens, but I will say this card will beat right on if it doesn't.
1: Yep. We we will break it down regardless because we're at, as of this recording Wednesday evening the fight is still on um so there you go uh, um let's start things shall we it's a big fight car we got what uh 9 10 11 12 well 13 so it's it's average uh, size but it's it's i do fight card rankings over on my MMA site, mma-manifesto.com. If you click on a, a fight card, um, you'll see the UFC 266 fight card listed on the front page if you scroll down a bit. Uh, I rank them based on the talent on the fight card and whether it's a title fight and uh, I give more weight to main events, co-main events, that type of thing. This is the second best card I've ever ranked since I started doing this like four years ago. This is like one of... This is a, a, a pack card, and it's not just uh, based on, like, we've had a lot of um, two, fight, uh, two uh, championship uh, headlining fight cards. It seems to be the norm now for the UFC. It, it, it tops even all of those because it's got a lot. The undercard is just stacked also. So enough rambling. Let's begin with the featherweight, shall we? Um, this is one of the fights I'm... I have a question mark beside my pick, so I'm going to let Dan pick this one first. Oh, uh, God. Uh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll pick first. Fine. By the way, it's Jonathan Pierce, Omar Morales. Um, Pierce has the blasphemous nickname of JSP, not G-S- <laughs> GSP. Morales is even worse. His nickname is – do you know his nickname, Dan?
0: Uh, I don't know that it's
1: one. Really, it's really smart. Venezuelan fighter. <laughs> is it better Guess or, where or worse Guess where he's from. Guess where he's from. I guess what he does,
0: <laughs> he fights. Is that yep. better or worse than uh, Caitlin Chokagian?
1: The blonde fighter? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. They're both up there. I don't like either of these nicknames. They both can go in the bin. Um, we'll start with Pierce, shall we? He's 10-4 and 4 with eight knockouts, one submission, one and one in the UFC. He won via TKO his last fight. After dropping his debut, he was on the aforementioned Contender Series where he was 1-0. He also was in Bellator where he was 2-0. and He is an inch taller than Morales, and he lands two and a half times more strikes than Morales does um, based on... Yeah, this is a big enough sample size. He's had three fights inside the octagon, so yeah, uh, he is far more active striker. He's at plus 132. The Venezuelan fighter is 11-1 with two knockouts, five submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. He is 3-1 in the UFC. Uh used to be at 155 pounds, lightweight. Now he is a featherweight. Um, he was 1-0 in the Contender Series, 1-0 in Bellator. So these guys have very similar pass. Two inches of reach, seven years younger, minus 150. Um, I guess go chalk here, unless Dan commits to me otherwise.
0: I'm going to go with the underdog, which is okay. kind of why
1: I wanted to... Uh,
0: I wanted Okay, to- fine. Now I can't to-
1: switch. Great.
0: I'll uh, make you go first. The reason I like Jonathan Pierce on this one is is basically what I've seen out of Omar Morales when he feels uncomfortable. Um, like, you, you could see it a little bit in the Shane Young fight at certain points, but you could see it a lot in the Giga Chikadze fight, which obviously Jonathan Pierce is not Giga Chikadze, But in both those instances, when he felt uncomfortable, the thing that happens to him is he becomes trigger shy a little bit. He, he's afraid to throw his strikes. He's afraid to get, you know, a little bit dirty. He, he actually has a very low output. You know, I know you mentioned the, the striking stats were leaning towards Jonathan Pierce. The, the uh, output on him is very low, and the striking accuracy is very low, and it's largely just because he kind of throws punches away where he can't be hit. I think if Jonathan Pierce mixes up enough of the takedowns and really threatens Omar Morales in that way, I think Morales is going to be more gun-shy on the feet, too, in combining with just the insane output that, that Jonathan Pierce sometimes has and... The fact that he might like steal some rounds of takedowns anyway. Uh I think like both of those two things combined is probably going to lead him to a decision here.
1: Okay. Very good. I, I'll I'll stick with Morales. I always if in doubt I always go with Sai and Youth and, and he has both of them over Pierce Plus um not too shabby three one record in the UFC. But yeah, this was one of the ones that was up in the air for me. uh the next was a real tough one to pick too. I'm sure Dan had a hard <laughs> time hard time with this one. Welch waits. <laughs> Matthew Semmelsberger versus Martin Sano Jr., uh, not to be mistaken for Martin Sano Sr. Um, Sano, let me see. Semmelsberger's nickname is Semi the Jedi. Sano's nickname is Gumby crapped all over me last week on the podcast. No, actually, <laughs> sorry. That's not his nickname. His nickname is Spartan. I guess he didn't crap all you, just stated facts, basically. Um, and here are the facts about Martin Sano. Um, and you guys can decide if if he's worthy of being in the UFC or if he's just uh, Nick Diaz's buddy. He is 4-2-1. and one. Uh, That's questionable right there as a pro with one knockout, three submissions. So he finishes out all of his fights. That's, that's a positive. Uh, this is his debut. Uh, let us see how he's done in his last few fights. Oh, he's 0-2-1 over his last three. Hmm. Uh, he was in Bellator. How was he there? Oh, he was 0-1-1 in Bellator. Okay, he was in World Series of Fighting. How did he do there? Oh, he's 0-1 in World Series of Fighting um okay when did he win last uh last win 2014 oh interesting <laughs> all right well at least uh, at least he's like a guy who's been active and you know he's he's uh in good shape ready to roll oh no his last fight was february 2017 oh okay interesting um he's definitely ufc caliber steven Wynn is not right um sano plus 340 if all that wasn't enough to deter you you can get him for plus 340 Semi the Jedi, eight and three, five knockouts, one submission, two and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight after winning his first two. He used to fight at middleweight. This one is down at welterweight. He also used to be a college football player, if that means anything to you. Uh, He's two inches taller, one inch reach, one year younger, minus 475. He's obviously my pick. Do we really need to break down this one, Dan, or can we just make our pick and move on?
0: No, and you don't even have to just feel bad about just like looking at the records because I went back and watched a Martin Sano fight, so I didn't just, you know, I wasn't just writing them off for bad results. That last fight in Bellator, the dude like leads striking exchanges with his chin um, and looks like a fish out of water on the mat. He's up against a guy who wrestles well and has hammers for fists. Uh, it will be over when Matthew Semmelsberger says it will be over.
1: And the noise you heard was uh, Muggsy, Dan's dog yeah, warning Muggsy, him, warning Muggsy him that, is in there. <laughs> that Martin. He's warning you that Martin Sano is is out the front door. He wanted to warn you, Dan. So but I guess you wouldn't be scared though, would you?
0: Um, I, not in a grappling match. That's for damn sure. Um, I don't know. No Bartosz Yeah, he's he's probably much, 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 much worse than Bartosz <laughs>
1: Yes. All right. Um. Before we move on, let's tell you about a new response of ours. Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatment starts at just 10 bucks per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more than five-star reviews, and any of its competitors has more five-star reviews. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to KEEPS.com slash S G P to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E P S slash S G P to get your first month free. keeps.com slash S G P. It's far too many, far far too much spelling to that for me. Uh, let's tell you about PicksWise too while we're at it. PixWise is the number one app for sports betting picks held by a team of trend watching, data devouring sports fanatics giving you the who how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game, all for free. Found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotions to sign up, an account, compare the odds, and finally place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Muggsy's got a big boy bark, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he's he's a big dude. (laughs) Does
1: does he uh, yell at the... Uh, the bears when they're creeping around your house, Dan?
0: You know, so he's definitely been barking at whatever's been in our backyard for a couple of days. But mostly he just hates anything that makes a noise, uh, which includes cars that go by, commercials featuring Charles Barkley, or a number of other things.
1: <laughs> so um, he sounds a lot like his owner. <laughs> you hate anything, you hate anything? period. I don't, I don't hate Charles Barkley.
0: I do no, like Charles Barkley quite a bit.
1: <laughs> well, other than that, is it pretty much the same uh yeah, same, it's the
0: same level of anger. He he, exactly. he carries that
1: through. Very good. And he protects Dan from Martin Sano or Bartosz Fabinski if they ever uh, track him down in the wilds of uh, New England. All right, should we move on to the matter at hand? Middleweights, Carl Robertson versus another Nick Diaz a protege, Nick Maximov. Um, we got Baby K is Robertson's nickname. Maximoff does not have one yet. Maximoff's kind of a uh, nickname in its own. That's kind of a cool nickname. Cool last yeah,
0: name. Yeah, he's got a standard good last name. He also, exactly. I think, is a little bit more of a Nick Diaz protege, which is probably why he doesn't have a nickname.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Diaz's do not need nicknames. Uh, So Maximov, we'll start with him since he's making his debut. He's 6-0 and with two knockouts, three submissions. 1-0 in the contender series to get in here. So he actually... Worked his way into the UFC. Not saying anything about anybody else. Uh, two inches of reach. Seven years younger than Robertson. He's got uh, striking stats in his favor, but that's based on one fight of his in the contender series. So um, take that with a grain of salt. He's at minus 112. This fight actually is a pick 'em as of when I checked it. They're both at minus 112. Baby K Robertson, nine and four. Two knockouts, four submissions. He's been subbed himself four times. Uh huh. Interesting. So all of his losses are uh, via sub, and they've all come to the UFC where he's four and four. Um, let me see. He's lost his last two fights via guess how he lost them, Dan.
0: He lost his last two fights by submission.
1: Yes, uh, he was one and all in the contender series. He used to fight at light heavyweight, this one is at middleweight. He's got an inch of height over Maximoff. He's a more active striker, but like I said, uh, based on, off of one fight for Maximov, and he's got better grappling stats. Once again, small sample size, minus 112. Maximoff is. After I read an amazing article, a scouting report on him on MMA-Manifesto.com, uh, Max Mob is the obvious choice here because Robertson is not very good at wrestling and he gets subbed a lot. And Max Mobb is good at wrestling, and half of his wins come via sub. So we may have a prop bet here too.
0: Yeah, I I think so. The the thing about this fight, though, I will say that that gives me some pause, and I I am picking Maximov here for the record. Is that he? In his contender series fight through, and actually in any film that you can find on him at all, throws like maybe one strike period, not even a combination, one strike period before shooting that takedown. Um, And I think he's going to have to be a little bit more nuanced to get Carl Roberson down, or he's going to have to like shoot, reshoot, shoot, reshoot, shoot, reshoot like 800 times on him before he finally gets him down. Roberson also works well from a clinch and from a sprawl. He he, like gets, he he uses good elbows from there. So I do have worries about those, um, and it makes me probably not want to put Nick Maximov in any parlays or anything like that. But ultimately, I think he is going to get Karl Roberson down. And as you said, you know, Carl Roberson, all four of his losses in the UFC are by submission, granted to very good opponents, but I think Maximov's grappling is that of a very good opponent, even if getting it to the ground might be a little harder for him.
1: Yeah, you have to worry a bit about the experience levels of the two. Uh, Maximov's only fought six times. Uh, Robertson has more UFC fights. Um, he's got eight fights just in the octagon alone, um, 13 fights total. So, yeah, that, that's you may not want to go uh, hog wild with, with the money on this one, but the odds, at least as of this recording, are very favorable if you do want to drop some money on that Maximov. So, yeah. Um, we agreed on, what, two straight now, right? Let's move on. to see if we can disagree on something here. Um, is this fight still on the card? I believe it is. Which one's Mental, that? Your your favorite, menal Firo? Is, she
0: is sadly not still on the what? card. I've I've well, got very happened? bad news for you. Yeah, what happened you know, to that? Uh, I actually just read a tweet while we were taping here, so you you jinxed us by saying we hadn't lost any fights. Menol Firo versus uh, Myra Buena Silva has been rescheduled for October 16th due to uh, right now, it's listed as just COVID protocol. I don't know if somebody's got God. COVID. A cornerman's got COVID. They just violated a protocol, but apparently they will be fighting on October 16th instead, which is a huge bummer because Manon Firo is deadly.
1: What's this COVID thing you speak of?
0: Ah, non-existent anymore. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think actually it does exist in Canada still. I, I not not where you guys are though, so um, all is well. Did you hear about the crazy thing that happened in Canada on Monday? I mean, like, is that a, is is this a punchline or is
0: it like. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm
1: setting you up. You're a straight man. We had an election and we declared the winner like a couple hours later. And That's no one fought wild. it. wild. And no one fought it. And Was, it's like, were there, was there a riot? No, I, I think it's probably still being planned. They're probably going to attack parliament. But wow. yeah, crazy, right? Like even before, actually, it was like. 9:30 eastern they declared who was waiting so well
0: congratulations on your uh Amazing. your normal election yeah
1: and my son when he had his um appendix out a few months ago uh they forgot to charge my credit card i guess because oh, i we- i haven't weird. paid anything for it weird eh yeah
0: that, anyway. that's weird yeah maybe maybe usually you get like seven bills in the mail a couple of weeks later <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, usually yeah. what happens to me <laughs> so just
1: just wait weird all right enough um I don't think Canada's perfect. Don't worry, people. We have plenty of problems. <laughs> we have plenty of problems here, also. But all right, moving along. There's no Canadians on this card, so I had to had to uh, had to squeeze that in wherever I could. Um, we are we we've been uh, bereft of Canadians the past few cards. I I want to bring back my Canadian trivia and see how dumb I can make dance seem. That's the one thing I have stumped you of some of the Canadian trivia. A
0: little bit, but I I got a couple of them too. I think. Yeah,
1: geography stuff. I got you on. I think. So. Yeah,
0: you do have a guy right. training out of Canada. We'll get
1: to oh, that yeah, later. Wait. Is there? Which he uh, has in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. Nazrat, Nazrat. But hopefully he hopefully he sticks around on the card. All right. Um, main event of the early prelims. Uh Euros Medic. It, it should be pronounced Medich, but is it Medic? It is the, Medich. It is yeah, Medic. Okay. But uh, they're just going the nickname, just uh, they're pretending it's Medic. Um, he's fighting Jalen Turner. The nickname being the doctor. Doesn't really work if you if you pronounce Medich, but if you pronounce medic it makes sense. Um, Jalen Turner Turner is the Tarantula. They're both solid nicknames.
0: Yeah, those are they're both good and fitting. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. It's uh breaker breaker down. Who this one's almost pretty much a pick 'em on the board too. We'll start with the tarantula, Jalen Turner. Oh, we forgot to do the uh have they doesn't matter if they've been on Top Turtle, because I think the curse may be over. Um, uh, have any of these people Sammelsberger, has he been on? Nobody so far, just Jonathan really? Pe- other than Jonathan P. Pe- PSP, okay. Yeah, because right. he is on the street. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if Jalen Turner was on or not. I, uh, the name stuck out late. Oh,
0: yes, he has, actually. Way See, back you' I know, you're, I know your show better than you.
1: We're talking it's about Dan's other other family, his top turtle MMA podcast, which is on every week, and you can find on all podcast providers. Um, Jalen Turner, 10 and 5, 8 knockouts, 2 submissions, so nothing but finishes for this man. He's been knocked out himself three times. He is 3 and 2 in the UFC. He's won his last two fights, both via finish. Obviously, because all his fights, have, all his wins have been the finish. However, his last fight was a year ago, September 2020. Let's see how those stats are doing. For a while there, people have been out of the cage for over a year. We're killing it. I think it's kind of turning around more to where we thought it would turn. All right, we're at, we're we're down to 52% now, Dan. 48 and 45 for people who have taken a year off or more. So it's getting closer to where we would have predicted, right?
0: It almost just seems like it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, it, perhaps
1: it doesn't. Um, are you saying the stuff I'm telling our people uh, to, to make their bets based on don't matter, Dan? Come on. Um, never. Never. All right, what else can I tell you about Mr. Turner? He was on the Contender Series. Imagine that. 1-0, the Contender Series. 2-0 in Bellator. 1-0 in World Series of Fighting. So he's been all over the place. He used to fight at welterweight. He will be uh, – this actually goes hand-in-hand with that. He's 2 inches taller, 6 inches of reach, 2 years younger. Uh, grappling stats in his favor, plus 105. The Doctor, Menich, 7-0, five knockouts, two submissions, so nothing but finishes. So you may, you think this one's going to be a finish, Dan? It seems I like do. it's yep. headed towards a finish. <laughs> he's 1-0 in the UFC via TKO, 1-0 in Contender Series via TKO, striking stats in his favor, plus he's three times more active uh, with strikes. He's only had two fights in the UFC, though, um, including Contender Series. He's at minus 115. I'm going to let you pick this one first since I've gone take, first every other time.
0: I'm going to take Aros Medich. Um okay. I do really like Jalen Turner. I think he's really promising. I actually hate this matchmaking because I think they're like two promising up-and-comers. But the problem with me for Jalen Turner is he's I, – I think he's going to be dependent on whether or not he can get a takedown here, and I sort of don't think he is going to be successful enough with enough top time that that is really going to come into play. Um, Striking-wise, I think he's just a step behind Aros Medich. Um, I kind of expect Medich to piece him up on the feet. And, you know, the the way Medich both is able to move forward really quickly and keep his head off the center line, I think is a problem for Jalen Turner here. So I sort of expect him to knock Jalen Turner out.
1: All right, Medich is my pick also. I was waffling on this one. Um, But it's, um, yeah, it makes sense. I wanted to make sure you agreed that Medich was, was the real deal before. I threw in with him, and I guess you you do agree. Do you know why John Turner's called the tarantula Dan?
0: Yeah, he has like eight hundred spiders. Yes,
1: he was afraid of spiders, so then he got a whole a bunch tr- of them. pet and Tarantula, a... and then he had like two hundred or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, then he had to get rid of some of them because he had too many. Um, but oh, now he, had, on but that, now he it? Had, I don't think there were laws on it. There were like financial responsibilities to <laughs> keep up with anymore. <laughs>
1: That's wow. Yeah, interesting. Um. All right, that's um, speaking of Moolah, let's tell you about prize picks. Uh, you can turn your picks into real cash with prize picks. Then you can get as many tarantulas as you want. That's, <laughs> it's my Thank f- God <laughs> what I've been waiting
0: for. <laughs> that, that's what it
1: says. It says that right here in the uh, in the ad copy. Uh Prize Picks is my favorite Daily Fantasy app because I buy tarantulas with my wings. It's fast and it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under. Their stat projection The more players you pick The more money you can win Up to 10 times your money Price picks is the only way I play right, I'm gonna We're gonna see if Dan Is good at this or not We're gonna pick some Baseball players tonight To show you how A power play option works We're gonna pick Three over and unders We're gonna bet 20 bucks If we hit these We're gonna win 100 bucks That's the power play option So right, We'll go with hits and walks Over one and a half Hits and walks Tonight Um, I'll just randomly name players You tell me over or under How's that sound? That sounds good all right. Um, Xander Bogarts, because I like saying his name. Xander Bogarts, Boston shortstop against the Mets. Over I'll or say, under one? I'll half. say over
0: because I hate the Mets, and uh, Xander Bogarts is, is probably going to pick up a walk in there too. All
1: right. And this guy, you've, you've been on his train recently, Gene Segura, shortstop, Phillies, playing against Baltimore.
0: I'll go under
1: because I hate the really? Phillies.
0: You just keep picking an East team.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. But he's uh, he's playing Baltimore, though, for crying out loud. Come yeah, on. and have
0: you seen what Baltimore has done to them two days in a row? First of no. all, they, they they won two to nothing on uh, or two days ago, and then last night they were up two to one in the ninth and gave up a uh, two-run double the, in the ninth inning. But they would have beaten the Phillies two in a row.
1: All right, how about former Toronto Blue Jay, Josh Donaldson? Minnesota, third baseman against the Cubs, over or under one and a half. I'll take
0: over because I do like the Bringer of Rain. Plus, he's an ex-Brave, so.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so we got two overs and an under. So you hit all those, you win a hundred bucks. That sounds good to me. Uh, plus, this is even better. Use promo code SGP to receive a hundred percent instant deposit match for up to a hundred dollars. So there you go. Um, that's a hundred bucks that you uh, you're gonna win for your power play option too. You're gonna have hundred bucks coming from everywhere. So let's price fix. Promo code SGP. Um. Let's see. Should we move on? Yeah. Should I cough? I'm thinking about coughing. Mm, (laughs) Nah. We'll move on. We'll talk about one of Dan's favorites. Uh, We're we're to the main prelims now. I forgot I didn't break all this down for you, people. uh, The start time and the TV and all that stuff Like I like to do for you. So what we just went through was the early prelims. This is the, like I said, a stack bike. There's going to be some fighters on. That's the early prelim part. And that is just going to be on. um, It's actually on. UFC Fight Pass uh, this week, and it is, I guess it's always on that, and it is starting at 6 o'clock p.m., so that's the early prelims. We're up to the main prelims now, which will be starting as per usual, 8 o'clock, and it's on ESPN. It says ESPN News it's on now. It was on ESPN originally. This has been moved around a bit, ESPN News or ESPN Plus. So we'll start with a favorite of Dan's, Women's Flyweight. Did she not used to fight out of the gym you train at, Dan? Her story, I know. Her her
0: original trainer uh, owns the her very first ever trainer owns and operates the gym I currently train out of. So we never were there at the same time, okay. and it's like sort of changed locations and I think names once or twice. But uh, her her original trainer, whose name is Kirik Janess, uh, owns the gym. Although he doesn't teach jujitsu, so he teaches like kickboxing and stuff. So I know him. I've seen him around, and he was her first ever trainer. Um, as, like, the jiu-jitsu coach also used to train her as well. So, um, yeah, so we, we have some uh, – me and me and Roxy have some ties.
1: Yes, of course we're talking about Roxanne Montefiore, who is a friend of the Top Turtle MMA podcast. I know she was on. Um, she is fighting in a women's flyweight bout against – tala is it tala it's Ta-
0: talia santos I Tal- think.
1: yeah that's the thing though it's the i should be after the l but it's before the no l. that would be, be
0: if it was if it was after it the l it would be talia it would be talia, talia, it would be oh, talia and it's so it's talia
1: dan's portuguese now and he can pronounce all these names. <laughs> you, you can't say rodriguez though. uh do you know what her full name is dan
0: talia santos oh god it's probably got 35 words in it it's right? Talayami. So yami
1: it's... tala yami dos santos oh that's you not as you, bad i you thought it was the dos be... part
0: Yeah, I was going to guess that it was, like, 17 names long, because sometimes those Brazilian ones, like Carlos Diego Fajeda, I think actually has, like, another name or two in there somewhere. Probably, yeah.
1: Uh, She does not have a nickname but she has enough real names. Uh, Montefiore is the happy warrior. Um, She's 25 and 18, four knockouts, five submissions. She's an OG. That's what, 40, this is fight 44 for her. Uh, She's been subbed three times, uh, which is not a big deal when you've Fought 43 times. Um, She is 4-6 in the UFC over two stints. Here is her last, what? uh, I'll just break down her last few fights in the UFC. Here's how it's gone. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. You catch that? So that's eight, eight straight fights where (laughs) she swapped losses and wins back and forth. Doesn't really have a lot of momentum going here. Um, So she lost her last fight for what that's worth. She also was on the Ultimate Fighter where she was 3-2. She also used to be a bantamweight. This one is down at flyweight. She also was in Invicta, where she was 5-2. and two. She also was in Strikeforce, where she was 0-2. Um, she has some grappling championships to her name, and she's an inch taller and has an inch of reach over Santos, plus 325. Santos, 17-1, 10 knockers, 2 submissions, never been finished in a fight. 2-1 and one in the UFC, dropped her debut, but it was 1-2 straight. 1-0 one in one the Contender Series. She also used to be a bantamweight. She's 11 years younger than Ms. Happy Warrior, Striking and active striking stats in her favor. Grappling stats also in her favor. Minus three eighty. Uh, I'll be taking her, and Dan somehow is going to justify taking Modaferry here.
0: I'm actually not.
1: Oh I, no! I know it's
0: so it's sad. It's a sure but thing then. This pick I, a sure I thing. I just can't bring myself to, especially because not just because she's a huge underdog, because she has surprised us as a huge underdog before. Yeah. See Macy Barber for more info. Um, but here's the other thing: it's just like all of the things that Roxy does really well, Santos does better. Um, you know, in order for Roxy to win a fight, she has to grind on you. She has to work from the clinch. She has to get trips or body lock takedowns. She, she can't do those things to tell you Santos. She's too good at it. What she's going to wind up doing is having to strike with Santos and it's just a nightmare matchup in that way. So, you know, like when you're a grinder and you're fighting somebody who just isn't going to let you fight that kind of fight, uh, it never goes all that well. So yeah, I, I got Santos in this. Roxy is tough as hell. I'm going to say it goes to decision, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a Santos pick.
1: There you go. Um, moving on, we got some Chunky guys, finally. It's been a real long time since we've had Chunky guys. These are Chunky.
0: These are, like, bonafide Chunky guys, including yeah. one Loose Chunky.
1: Yes. Uh, was Chris Dalkus, was he the original Loose he's, Chunky? or 101?
0: He's the OG Loose Chunky. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, firefighter Chris, do uh, you think he's been on any of those uh, calendars? Firefighter, I, sexy firefighter calendars?
0: I, I don't think so, but I, I will <laughs> say, I to be fair, I am not brushed up on what
1: those have looked like in the last few years. <laughs> last few years. see, he <laughs> got to put a disclaimer there. Good. Um, how about Shamila abdur Has he been on any calendars, you think? I, I'm almost positive he is not. <laughs> <laughs> his, his nickname is Abrak, which means Avenger. Delkis has no nickname, so we'll just call him sexy firefighter. Loose, chunky firefighter.
0: I'll allow all of the above. All, all of
1: the above works. All right, let's take, uh, let's break this one down. This is actually a, uh, a very interesting heavyweight bout. Uh, we'll go with the uh, Abrek, the Avenger, Abdul rahimov First, twenty and five, nine knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out himself three times. He's five and three in the UFC. He won via TKO, TKO his last fight, but that was back in September of 2019. Uh, he's been scheduled for a bunch of fights since then, but uh, his opponents have pulled out. He's pulled out. There's, was that COVID thing Dan was talking about that I guess everybody has but the U.S. Um, right now? But yeah, so there's, there's been reasons. Um, he has won three of his last four fights uh, for what that's worth. Uh, it was years ago, but it, it's true. He also was a five time Sanshu champ in his native Russia. Do you know what a Sanshu is, uh, Mr. Vreeland?
0: Yeah, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's like a uh, Chinese version of kung fu. or Am I thinking of wushu?
1: No, it's Chinese boxing. So yeah, you're Oh, okay. One. Yeah, yeah. I was, all right, See, I was there. Damn it! Damn it! I didn't get you again. Um, based on their last weigh-ins, he will be 23 pounds heavier than Delcus. Is that it's true. Dalkus was like 230 something. Yeah, he's not a
0: big, he's not a particularly big dude.
1: See, if he got rid of some that loose chunk, he could be a light heavyweight. You think, right? Ah, uh, I don't know. He is big. I, I think yeah. it would.
0: He could probably do like a brutal water cut and get himself down there. But um, yeah, I don't know how that would affect him fighting overall. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, there's no talk of that. anyway. Um, what else? Abdul uh grappling stats in his favor, plus 160. Uh, Delkis, 11 and three, ten knockouts. So everything has been knockout for him except for one fight. Or which he won via decision. He has been knocked out himself twice, so two out of three losses have come via knockout. He's three and zero in the UFC, all via some form of knockout or TKO. He's won four straight fights. Eight years younger, striking, active striking stats in his favor. At minus two hundred. I will gladly take him at minus two hundred in this fight.
0: Yeah, I can't believe he's only minus two hundred. Um, it is heavyweight, this, so you got to be Yeah, careful. it's heavyweight, so you don't know. But Abdurkhemov uh, is not a guy who goes out there and like knocks people out standing like he, he needs yeah. those takedowns and that ground and pound and most of the takedowns you'll notice he gets are off of like uh bad striking attempts like somebody overexerting themselves or throwing a bad leg kick and like Doc is just like pieces people up with very fast boxing he's going to be so much faster than a Kahimov here um and i got to imagine you know the the run of first round knockouts here i'm going to say just keeps going uh, i think this oh, has got first that all round prop
1: it. Hey, yeah, nice I think so, at least. Awesome. Hey, Dan, can I tell you about Mint Mobile? You what sure can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, after you used fine print contracts and you're ripped off by big wireless providers, if we learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what did I think?
0: Do you, know? you thought that there must be a
1: catch. Yeah, exactly. I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is out there, the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs. that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 50 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service at just 50 bucks a month. Get your new wireless plan for just 50 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash Sport SGP. That's mintmobile.com slash sport SGP. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sport SGP. All right, let's move on to a fight that's hanging in the balance. Uh, Lightweights, Dan Hooker, Nazareth Parast. Like we said, lots of teams for both of them. Um, Hooker finally secured his visa to get out of uh, New Zealand, but I think he was saying he was hoping to show up, what, Thursday and maybe even Friday in Las Vegas? To so my under- kind
0: of- my understanding is he would be leaving uh, at, on Thursday at, like, 8 o'clock at night. But he would also be arriving in Vegas on Thursday at roughly 8 o'clock at night.
1: Um, well, so he's some kind of um, shapeshifter, time-traveling man?
0: Yeah, so with the way that the international <laughs> dateline works, he would be – flying for 12 hours but arrive at the same time or something like that, which is pretty crazy. Um, But, yes, like, he would be arriving late Thursday night, doing his weight cut uh, probably on a plane, seemingly, uh, as well as a little bit in the morning, weighing in Friday night, fighting Saturday, which is, whew, seems like a big ask.
1: Yeah. um, Question is, how does he get – how will he get here for New Zealand with – well, we all know uh, Dan taught me that the earth's flat, so the plane has. To, how does the plane get past the ice wall at the end of the earth? <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know. He would have to go the other way, right? Don't, isn't that what flat earthers would believe? Oh
1: yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. It would be. It all would right. be longer.
0: It would be a longer flight.
1: Yeah. As long <laughs> as the pilots figure this out. All right. So he's having the issues, but then uh, Hackprast, He his mother just died. First of all, which is horrendous. So condolences to him. Um, and I guess he's what he's in Germany. Is that yes. right? Not, yeah. He's trying to get his visa from – usually he's at TriStar in uh, Canada. Montreal. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, is he back because his has, have his mother passing away, or is it a COVID? thing? you know? Has he so not I, have, I have no now?
0: idea why he would be back, but I would imagine – because I didn't even know the, the part that his mother died. So, uh, again, yeah. well, it was just uh, the past week or two, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine that that's why then, um, because his family, yeah. while originally from Afghanistan, is, um, all lives in Germany. So, yeah, yeah, I would assume that that's the reason.
1: So, yeah, so he's got a lot of issues going on too. So, he okay, his as of Wednesday, his situation is what? Tomorrow morning he's hopefully getting a visa, I think. Yeah, that's and then the he's going to fly in and then he's going to fly in and wake cut and everything on Friday or whatever, so he's basically the same as as Hooker, right? So, yeah, uh, the, it's that's a positive at least, I guess, right? At least yeah, that they'd be, be <laughs> an
0: they'd be an even playing field, although I do think that fa- that style of possibly being A little tired. Actually, probably favors Hooker here in that. He doesn't get tired. Yeah, like he doesn't really get tired. He's got great cardio, and he's not going to be looking to put Hawk Prost up against the cage and grind on him and maybe even take him down. He's going to be looking to strike, which is notoriously takes a little bit less energy.
1: Okay, and if both of them are having these issues, why are we still insisting that this is going to be at lightweight? Why can't we be like, okay, wait. Or a catchweight? I don't know. They did change the weight of another <laughs> fight, so uh,
0: I I would say most likely. What
1: what if gonna... Nick what if Nick Diaz says what if Nick Diaz says he would like these guys to fight at uh, at welterweight? Then will they change it? I would say most likely they're
0: not going to change it, and
1: the reason why I
0: think they're changing Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz and not this one is because these two believe they have title shot aspirations in their division. Whereas I don't think Nick Diaz or Robbie Lawler are any under any weird assumptions, although, Hey, fucking maybe Nate, Nick, Diaz is cause Hey, he's I read.
1: Yeah. yeah. I read that He's going to be, he's going to be a welterweight contender after this, even though he's playing yeah. middle, middleweight. So oh, poor, poor Leon Edwards. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Let's break down this fight. If hopefully it happens. Cause this is an interesting one. Uh hack press 13 to three. Oh, no, no nickname for him. Uh, hookers, the hangman, which is uh, an iconic nickname. Um, for, for this man. Um, wow, he's already fought 16 times in the UFC as wild. Um, looking at his stats, crazy. He's been around that long already, has he? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's been up around you. for a while. I mean, he's got yeah. some crazy good wins in, in the yeah. early part of that too.
1: Yes, sure does. All right, I was going to do hack press first. 13-3, nine knockouts, five and two in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. Um, he's five years younger than Hooker. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's at plus 120. Hangman... Hey Hooker, twenty and ten, ten knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out himself twice, very hard to finish, and a sub twice. So he's been finished four times in thirty fights. Ten and six in UFC, as I said. He got Tiki out his last fight. He's lost his last two. Uh, before that, he was on a three-fight winning streak. He used to fight at one hundred forty-five pounds, so maybe him cutting to one fifty-five isn't such a big deal. Um, he also was a former pro. Kickboxer, he's two inches taller, three inches of reach. Grappling stats in his favor, minus one fifty. I'm thinking Hooker if this fight happens, Um, because yeah, he's like a zombie. He will not die, and if both guys are are tired, he will keep trudging on.
0: Yeah, and and I I think this one doesn't even really need a lot of breaking down. Dan Hooker is a guy who went toe to toe with Paul Felder and beat him striking. He went toe to toe. With, uh, who, who did he go right after that? Dustin Poirier, and, and put in a, a great fight. And, and arguably, some people thought he won that fight. So, you, you know, for a guy who went striking toe-to-toe with those guys, now he's going to fight Nasrat Hakpras, who's coming off a win over Rafa Garcia. Like, it's a huge step up for Hakpras. I didn't think I saw enough growth in that uh, that Rafa Garcia fight that made me, you know, feel good about him. Yeah, I think Hooker Cruz is here.
1: All right, Hooker Cruz is Hopefully it happens. Bantamweight, main event of the prelims. This is another good fight. Marlon Morash Maras, versus Mirab Develishvili. Mirab um, is the machine. And did you know Marlon Morash Mar- uh, is magic? I didn't I know did that. Know
0: that. Yeah. Huh. I
1: did know that, yeah. I like the machine better. because that kind of that describes it perfectly. Uh, Marlon is not a magician, especially not anymore. So. um Let's break her down. Uh, Marlon Moras or Morias, actually, if you want to say it like uh, us North Americans. Uh, he's twenty three, eight and one, ten knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out five times and subbed twice, so he's been finished seven of his eight eight losses. He's five and four in the UFC. He's been TKO'd in his last two fights. He's only won one of his last four. Before all this, he was eleven and zero World Series Series of Fighting, where he was their champion. He used to be at uh, featherweight. This one is at bantamweight. Um, he also used to be a professional Muay Thai fighter. He's at plus one ninety-five going into this fight. The Machine Marab is thirteen to four, two knockouts, one submission, six and two in the UFC. He's won six straight fights. He's the Sambo champion. Uh, in his previous life, he's an inch, uh, has an inch of reach, three years younger. Striking active striking stats in his favor. Grappling in his favor. Minus two fifty. I will take Marab in this one, probably via decision. Um, we did not get the true Marlon Marias in the UFC. He was pretty much shot by the time he got in here, it, it appears.
0: Well, I wholeheartedly disagree with you, and I'm going oh, to take, take Marlon Moraes in this fight. Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're, you're saying he's shot because he has lost three or four. Let's quickly run through the list of people who have beaten him uh, in those three go. fights. Henry Cejudo. Corey Sanhagen, that, a retired guy? Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font. And in the middle there, he beat Jose Aldo. Uh, so, like, while we're talking about those four fights being one in three, dude, that is four fights against four of the best Bantamweights on the whole damn planet. Whereas, what are we talking about? Marab Devalishvili coming over a win over. Go, go ahead. Read off his recent list of on. Cody Stamen, John Dodson, Gustavo Lopez, and Casey Kenny. So, yeah, of course his record looks better fighting Gustavo Lopez. Freaking Marlon Moraes would rip Gustavo Lopez's head off, too. The other thing too is, what does Mirab need to do in order to win a fight? He needs to land 800 takedowns because his striking's pretty rudimentary. Do you know how many takedowns Henry Cejudo, Jose Aldo, Corey Sanhagen, and Rob Font combined for against Marlon Marais? 97. One. One wow, takedown. Off. One takedown. Really and, off. and he scored four against them. That's right. He scored four against them, including taking Rob Font down twice. Marlon Moraes has crazy underrated takedown defense and offense. He made Henry Cejudo go one for four against him. The only people who do really well against Marlon Moraes are guys who can strike with him. And even then, he outstruck Jose Aldo. Uh, I think everybody's going to be in for a really rude awakening on this one because Murad Devalashvili is a guy who is dependent on the takedown in shooting bunches of takedowns and he doesn't really even do all that much damage when he's there. It's just bulk takedowns. He went two of twenty against John Dodson, a guy who's elusive, sort of like Mar- uh, Marlon Marais. I think Marlon Marais stuffs a ton of takedowns here and just blasts Marab Valchvili on the feet. Don't be so
1: hot about it, jeez, man. <laughs> you said it was so obvious. angry. You said it was obvious. You're angry. Holy moly! How much should Marlon Morris pay for credit? No wonder you know this thing is magic. Humans. By the way, by the way, do you
0: know the biggest piece of information on this fight that people need to know too?
1: <sighs> no.
0: Marab DeVoshvili has been on the top turn on the
1: God! Now I feel really bad about it. No, this actually matchup wise, this is a decent matchup for Morris because he's not fighting someone who can actually knock him out. But, um. I'm still sticking with my pick, so you can take your what? You're getting good money in this one if you win, right? Plus 195?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, him, yeah. I've also seen the number creep up. I, I don't know, uh, you know, what book we're at right now, but I've seen it creep up to 200 or better. So, yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty sizable underdog.
1: But wait till they hear you yelling about him, then, uh, <laughs> then the number will go crashing down. So get on this. Make sure you, um, actually, it's too late to tell you for this episode, if you're not doing what I'm telling you already, but... Subscribe to our MMA Gambling Podcast feed, uh, our actual podcast, not the SGPN feed. You can you can subscribe to both, obviously, but um, if you want to get our podcast the second it drops, uh, we go out on the MMA Gambling Podcast feed first, and then the SGPN feed we go out on the next day because that is a crowded place with all the amazing content we have. So, before if you want to get the podcast before Dan uh, adjusts all the lines in Vegas with his picks, then you definitely want to want to subscribe. All right, uh, that is the prelims. Let me give you our last couple sponsors, and then we will go commercial-free like we always do on the main card. Uh, Odds crowd, first of all, are you the best football batter in the U.S.? Are you, Dan?
0: i I probably not. Nope. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Well, the folks at Odds crowd are challenging you anyway, Dan, to prove it this football season with their epic free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there is a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. Most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profile or profit, excuse me, at the end of the contest, you win. And Oddscrowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to OddsCrowd.com today and we're also while you're downloading your apps if if you haven't already make sure you download us the sgpn app we're now live in the app store and google play and we give easy access to all our picks, podcasts all the articles we have on the website all the different promos we have with sports books things like that so make sure you get the app and throw us up an awesome review cuz it is a very good app all right uh, have you calmed down about uh, Marlon moras yet moras yeah. yet Dan, yeah i think yeah?
0: i think i'm i think i'm calm now
1: um is it is to go back to it. Is it based base, uh, mainly on the on the matchup? You, you still don't think he's the top top guy in the division, do you? I
0: actually think I actually think both guys are top guys in the division. I, I think just both of them being where they are right now is is both of them are completely style dependent fighters right now. Um, you know, like Marlon Marais is a guy who if somebody can style on him on the feet, he's screwed, you know, like it, especially if they've got a length advantage and if they've got power shots, like I think he's screwed, like he, he just doesn't hold up to them very much anymore. And on the other hand, I think Mirab Devalishvili, if he can't score a takedown is going to struggle. I, I think he's going to, he would badly struggle with Aljamain Sterling. Not that he would ever fight him because they're like best buds, but like, I think Aljamain Sterling would give Mirab Devalishvili so many problems just because he can't land a takedown. So I think they're just very style-dependent fighters, and for that reason, I really do like Marlon Marias.
1: All right, there you go. I just wanted to check. Just wanted to check. Um, so I can dance on you when you're actually wrong. Um, all right, let's do the main event. This is actually pay-per-view, people. Um, except for, what, like Europe and stuff, they don't have to pay for this, which is nice. Um, but us North Americans do have to pay for this. Uh, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Um... We will start with women's flyweight. Um, this probably could headline a fight night too, possibly Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. Um, these stats, actually, the nicknames. You know, Andrade's nickname Dan, uh, Bate Esteca. Yes, which means.
0: Uh, pile driver, if I'm not yes. That,
1: yeah. Very good, and you pronounced it very good too, or at least it sounded like you knew what you're what you're saying. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cynthia Calvillo, was, no
0: nickname. You just gotta nicknames. pretend. You just gotta pretend.
1: <laughs> you just gotta pretend. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. I think the kids say, right? Um. All right, Cynthia Calvillo, no nickname. Uh, we will go to her first. Nine two and one, with two knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Six two and one in the UFC. She did lose her last fight. And over her last three, she's had a bit of everything. One win, one loss, one draw. Uh she has had issues getting down to the uh flyweight weight limit in the past. She's missed weight. She's three inches taller, two inches of reach, plus two fifteen. The pile driver, Andrage, twenty one and nine, eight knockouts, seven submissions, twelve and seven in the UFC. Uh she got TKO'd in her last fight also, so both women are looking to bounce back. She's only won one of her last three, but uh like Dan likes to talk about strength of schedule and the competition. She's had a pretty uh, vicious uh, streak of four fights. Uh, let me see. Actually, we'll go go, go back five fights. Rose Nama Nama Yunus, she won for the, uh, she beat for the belt, and then she lost to Zhang Weili, and then she lost to Rose, and then she beat Kaitlin Chukeyan, and then she lost to Valentina Shevchenko. So that's uh, a pretty strong. Um, basically, Amanda Nunes is the only name missing off that list of of killer female fighters. Basically, um, she used to be the champ at strawweight. This is up at flyweight. She also used to fight at uh, bantamweight. So she's fought basically in every weight class in the UFC, um, other than featherweight, which we really know exists in the UFC. Uh, women's featherweight definitely exists. She is four years younger than Cavillo. That's it, does that not strike you as weird that she's younger?
0: Um. Yeah, it's a little surprising, I, I would say.
1: Yeah. I know. You know everything had and end, so it's not nothing's a surprise to you, right?
0: Um are um. there a surprise to me. <laughs>
1: um and when you're surprised you say oof. Uh she is the <laughs> active more active striker of the two, minus two eighty. Um yeah, Andrade is my pick here. She um Cabillo is gonna have difficulty getting her down and keeping her down, and Andrade is a monster on the feet.
0: I'm going to differ with you again. I actually think she gets her down pretty easily. Um,
1: You did get taken out lots in the last fight, but we're not talking about the same uh,
0: caliber fighter. But do you really think that, and don't get me wrong, you're right, we're not talking about the same caliber fighter. Cynthia Calvijo is not Valentina Shevchenko, but do you think Valentina Shevchenko is a substantially better wrestler than Cynthia Calvijo? Because she's better at a lot of things. She's a much better striker, she's way better in the clinch, she's got more knockout power, she is better dancer. She, she, I, I can't comment on that. I've never seen Cynthia mm-hmm. Calvio dance, but like, that's true. Who's she, better it, shooting guns? You think? Probably definitely Shevchenko. <laughs> definitely. Judging, by her, <laughs> judging by her Instagram, <laughs> um, but like, there's so many reasons that Shevchenko is better. But I'm not sure wrestling's one of them. So I, I, there's part of me that thinks Calvio is going to have enough success in the wrestling here. And I'll say this too: Calvio's got good submission skills. I think people sleep on how good her submission skills are. So. Um. Yeah. Especially at the number we're looking at, right? Because we are looking at a juicy. What did you say? Plus two 215.
1: Two fifteen.
0: Here. Yeah. Like I, I think that that's a number where you, you should be looking to hit Calvio up on that one. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Um. I like that we're we're different on things. But you're you. It seems anytime we differ, you're always going for like a, a big swing at a at a underdog. It seems.
0: Yeah. I, I like a plucky dog.
1: <laughs> it's true he does like a plucky dog it is uh i wouldn't call mugsy a plucky dog though no he's very cranky <laughs> <laughs> oh yes We doesn't like charles barkley or noise um all right heavyweights again do we have chunky guys here no there's um, um
0: Rosenstrike is, Rose, Rose is thick with two C's. I, mean, I was gonna
1: say, well, what did your girl call him again? I think it was she. Thick.
0: She. <laughs> she. I think she just said something about him having a donk. Was there her right donk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we,
1: I think we changed it. Yeah, thick. Because uh, we're down with the the kids nowadays. You know what they say. <laughs> thick probably was like years ago too. My son, I'll probably be like, what? What are you talking about? Um, heavyweights. Curtis Razorblades, friend of the podcast. Correct.
0: Uh yeah, he's a couple been times, on big think. Of times.
1: Hasn't he? Yep. Uh Jarzinho's been on your podcast too, has he not?
0: He has as well. Biggie boy.
1: Biggie boy. He was <laughs> he was on back in the day before he was a big time star, was he not?
0: He was, but also he was on uh right during his main event with serial gain. So he, he right. even he even kept me in his heart when he became big time.
1: It's true. I remember when Francis Mingano used to be a friend of the podcast too, before he yeah. was big time.
0: Yeah, he no, he he, no, he's he's a he might be a little too big for me now. You got the those agents at CAA, and they uh, they bogart him
1: pretty hard. Sonya, <laughs> same thing. He was on you on your podcast before. He was a biggie boy too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he's a biggie boy too.
0: Yeah, he's very. big. All right, uh, Robert Whitaker, too. If you want to keep, if we just want to keep oh, saying names right, yeah. of guys who are big deals, Robert Whitaker, Mark Coleman. You know, they've all been yeah. on the
1: show as well. Artem Lobov. Uh, <laughs> me, I've been on the show too. Don't forget yeah. that a couple yeah, times. For, uh, <laughs> Curtis Razorblades, Biggie Boy Rosenstrike. We got to go with Biggie Boy. Razorblades Blades is, is cute and all, but Biggie Boy has got to be the nickname choice here.
0: I love Biggie Boy.
1: Yeah. Exactly. All right. He's twelve and two with eleven knockouts. So you know what he's trying to do here. Six and two in the UFC. He won via TKO his last fight. Uh, he has swapped wins and losses over his last four. He's got loss, win, loss, win. That's how swapping works. And and he did win his last fight. So he's gonna lose. He was a former kickboxing champion. He's at plus two forty. Curtis Blades, fourteen and three with one no contest, ten knockouts on his record. He's been knocked out himself three times, but the only people he's lost to are, are who? Derek Lewis and Nagano uh, twice. Nagano twice, yeah. So yeah, no shame in that game. Um nine and three in the UFC with one no contest. He won he got TK out his last fight. That was the Derek Lewis fight, right? Correct. Okay. Before that, he had a streak of four straight wins going. He was a juco, a junior college, or actually, what's it? junior college? I think he was junior college, a champion wrestler. Uh, he's two inches taller, two inches of reach, three years younger. Uh, he's Based on their previous weigh-ins, he was around, or their last weigh-in, he was around five pounds heavier, which negligible for guys this big. Striking, active striking stats in his favor. Grappling in his favor. Minus one three twenty five. I'm in his favor also. I don't really like a line this big in a heavyweight fight with a guy who can hit like rosin strike, but I'll. Uh, I think Blades is going to win, so I'm going to back him.
0: Yeah, I, and I've got a prop later on for this one too, so uh, you can stand by for that. But yeah, I got Blades. He takes yeah. him down and wins. That's. I mean, stand we, by no, for the prop. No, no That's... more analysis needed than he takes him down and wins.
1: All the listeners, yeah, they were about to click off and listen to Joe and... Rogan. Uh, and, and tell them tell about um, Bear Tranquilizer or something, but now they have to listen.
0: <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> you got to listen for the props for later.
1: I know I was going to ask you. What are your thoughts on Joe Rogan not doing this this uh, pay-per-view again, Dan? He skipped it for a hunting trip.
0: I'm very excited. He He's just lazy now as an announcer. Um, he, like, doesn't dig into the fights like he used to. He hardly ever, ever knows anybody on the prelims or doesn't speak knowledgeably about them. If he doesn't care about it, he needs to start skipping them all the time because Paul Felder being on this will be infinitely better.
1: But how will we know when a guy's about to pop out of his submission, Dan? Uh, Without without, uh, without somebody saying it's in tight? It's in tight, tight,
0: yeah. (laughs) Or uh, how will we know that big, muscly
1: guys will get tired? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. he has basically, I'll, I'll keep it clean because I think my mom listens or she used to listen. Um, he has F off money at this point. So he can basically do whatever he wants with his life. So if he doesn't feel like doing UFC uh, telecast, then he can decide he doesn't want to do a UFC telecast. So kind of like what you and I are going to have when this podcast gets as big as, big as his, which slowly we're, we're headed that way. We're coming for you, China. Exactly. We, so we need some more conspiracy stuff, Dan. So if you can come up with uh, – Um, something else about COVID, another conspiracy that we can um, put forth on our podcasts. And obviously that's, that's how you get all the big money for Spotify, right? I believe so. Yes. Correct. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Let's break down a fight. Uh, We already broke down that one. That was an easy one. Uh, Oh boy. This one, this is a, this is a strange fight to break down. It should be pretty easy. um, Who's going to win, but it's, I guess it's good matchmaking then since um, it's kind of hard one to break down. It is now a middleweight fight. Nick Diaz, versus Robbie Lawler, the rematch, 17 years in the making. Um, it was a welterweight fight until, what, today or yesterday? Yeah, today, until today. Yeah, and then Nick Diaz's people decided they wanted to make it at middleweight, and Robbie Lawler, as you would expect, says whatever. Cause, um, I think that's what he says to everything, is he not?
0: I think so. I also <laughs> have a feeling that he wasn't as happy about it, as is, is, uh, people are no. saying. Yeah, I don't no. think he was as nonchalant. I think he was pretty pissed.
1: Yeah. Um. So this is probably bad news for Diaz fans, though, right? This means he's not in the shape that you would hope him to be in, correct?
0: Or he just doesn't want to cut weight because he hasn't in seven years?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the
0: two. You you don't they, know. It's a Diaz brother.
1: Yeah, I know. But this he's is a guy. Doing, he, he, Diaz he used doing to, Diaz. <laughs> yeah. He, he used to be a lightweight, though. So you would think, you know, cutting the welterweight shouldn't be that big of a deal. But, um, like, how much could he weigh right now? if he if he, when he's only going to cut the lightweight
0: weight. how long ago was nick diaz a lightweight? He, he
1: was a lightweight when you used to fight like oh, i'm gonna check now dan's making me check you, we've got to be talking
0: about 15 years ago if we're talking it about was, it was a long a time ago
1: well when's the last time he fought dan well, <laughs> well not not 15 years not ago cold.
0: but i'm not even um, sure he ever fought at lightweight in the ufc did he lightweight
1: 0708 there was a brief run i'm gonna see who he fought um Maybe that was when he was uh, Oh, that was
0: in his Pride. That's uh, when he fought Taki yeah. Gomi.
1: Elite XC he fought at lightweight too against KJ Nunes. Okay, so he had like a
0: couple of, couple of fights in Pride and Elite XC. Gomi
1: like- Yeah, Gomi lightweight and then Mike Iena, which I think was lightweight, KJ Nunes lightweight, and then he moved back up. So, anyhow, he was he, he's fought all over lightweight, welterweight, middleweight. So, anyhow, this fight is going to be up at the middleweight class. Waller has fought at both also. So, um probably isn't that big of a deal for him, but I'm sure him being responsible, he probably was already tapering off his weight uh, for weeks uh, to get prepared for this. So it's probably a, a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, we got Ruthless Robbie Lawler is the nickname. Diaz, as we said before, does not need a nickname. Um, we'll go with Diaz first. 26 and 26-9 with two no-contests, 13 knockouts, eight submissions. In the UFC, he is 7-6 with one no-contest. That's over two stints. Uh, his last fight was 2015, which was a no contest. Originally, it was a lost Anderson Silva, and then both guys failed drug tests. Um, Diaz for marijuana and Silva for – what What did he – I can't remember. What was his excuse for that one? Who knows? Actually, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but he was uh, – yeah, it was a steroid of some sort, a performance enhancer of some sort. All right, uh, that was six years ago. That's how, like, Dan doesn't even remember that. That shows you how long ago that was. Dan knows everything, and he doesn't even remember what he failed the drug test for. Um, Diaz, one and two with one no contest over his last, what, four fights? Do you know, uh, we've already talked about this, but his last win was in 2011 against uh, J.D. Penn, a.k.a. Baby J, a.k.a. B.J. Penn. Um, Yeah. I remember that fight, though. That yeah, was I, mean, time ago. I
0: remember that fight, but I was in college. So yeah, it was a,
1: Dan was uh, throwing, putting zeros on the board uh, on the baseball field in college back when Nick Diaz won his last fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, pitching a, a couple of not them once, hitting a couple of them once in a while.
1: Nice. Um, he made his debut at UFC 44 in 2003. Dan's going to tell us what he was doing in 2003.
0: I was uh, seventh grade eighth, grade, eighth grade. You weren't in college. I was not in college.
1: <laughs> All right. It did not it did not take me 8 years to graduate. <laughs> I wasn't in college either, but <laughs> I was at the other end of things by that point. Um he was 6-0 in Strike Force where he was their champion. He was 2-0 in Dream. You remember Dream? I, I used do. to love Dream. Yeah, it was a good, I, good can't remember, I can't remember how I used to watch it, but I used to watch it. Um I guess Tape delayed
0: on tapes that you picked up at the local local no, Blockbuster video. I was
1: I don't know, uh, this may have Blockbuster may have been dead by then. It's been a while. Um he also was in Elite XC, as I mentioned before, where he was 3-1. Um, do you remember lead XC, Dan? I do, yeah. Kimbo Slices Org. You Remember the insane amount of money they would pay people? And yeah. Went out of business. Although they um, didn't
0: pay the... Chad Petruzelli much to kill the business. So. No,
1: they didn't. Uh, he was in Pride. Uh, no because Did he win that fight against... I think he beat Gomi, right? And then yeah, then he
0: go-go-plotted Gomi.
1: Yes, and then he Uh, Dan's favorite move And then he lost uh, He lost that win Because he smokes weed And that's apparently A performance enhancer Or it was Back then It's not anymore Um, Different weed He was 1-0 in WEC WEC never die I'm not going to ask you If you remember that Because you remember WEC Um, I
0: remember all of WEC
1: (laughs) Amazing He was a pro boxer Where he's one 1-0 He was a BJJ champ This guy sounds good He knocked out Robbie Lawler At UFC 47 um, Which was 17 years ago Did you I, I wasn't watching it then
0: I don't think I, I was either. No, to be I, fair.
1: I remember watching the first like few UFCs. Um, we had an old-school satellite dish, so they would be replayed all the time. So I remember watching those, and then I dipped out uh, for a while. But I wasn't watching it when he beat Lawler. Used to be one lightweight, used to be middleweight. This is, uh, used to be a weight used to be it all. Um, two inches taller, two inches reach, one year younger. Striking inactive, active striking stats in his favor. Minus 110. Uh, Robbie Lawler. 28 and 15, one no contest, 20 knockouts, one submission, he knocked down himself three times. He's been subbed him uh, five times. He's 13 and nine in the UFC over two stints. He's lost his last four. He's won one of his last six. He hasn't fought since last August. Of, uh, sorry, last summer, August 2020. He was the UFC champion. inexplicably. he, he made an amazing run there um, and became the UFC bantamweight champ. He was 3-5 and five in strike force. He was 2-0, 2-0 with one no contest in Elite XC where he was the champion. He was middleweight champ there, is that right or not? Was he welterweight champ there? Do you remember?
0: I don't remember. I think it was middleweight though.
1: Okay, yeah. He was in IFL where he was 1-0. He was in Pride where he was 1-0. He also fought at middleweight and welterweight as well. Minus 115. Um, I'm going Lawler. Should be an easy pick based on how long Diaz has been out. Um, I'm guessing Lawler... Wins by decision, but Diaz and all his followers say that he actually won the fight because he landed a punch at some point, and uh, we go forward.
0: I'm gonna differ with you again. I'm gonna take Nick Diaz.
1: I told um, you this was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you, I, I did you ever
1: think, think you would pick Nick Diaz in a fight? In not, 2021? not
0: again. Not, not yeah. ever again. Uh, not pretty yeah. much since I started announcing picks to a public audience did I think I would yeah. pick Nick Diaz. So uh, the reason why is just like. If you think about what is giving Robbie Lawler trouble in the fights that he's lost recently, especially the Colby Covington one, that's the one that sticks out to me. It's volume and just not being able to like pull the trigger because you're getting hit with too much shit. And when you think about what makes a Diaz brother great, either of the Diaz brothers, it's that shit. It's volume. It's getting in your face and and not giving you an opportunity to throw a punch without getting hit first. Um and that was a real problem for Robbie Lawler with Colby Covington. Colby Covington hit him with, like, 230 strikes, none of which had any chance of knocking him out. And I would say this, Nick Diaz both maybe has a chance of knocking him out. Who knows what he looks like? And and that's sort of maybe also why I'm picking Nick Diaz, because who knows what he looks like? Whereas, like, I do know what Robbie Lawler looks like right now, and I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Nick Diaz after all that.
1: Yeah, who knows what he looks like is the reason I'm not going with him. But, you know, it makes – what you say makes perfect sense also waller has looked bad he's he's got the the thing that happens to all fighters when they stick around too long they they can't pull the trigger any longer and they get overwhelmed by by their opponent um so yeah i very easily could see nick diaz winning this fight Uh, i'm still i'm going to go with waller uh this point but i guess it explains why it's basically a pickem on the on the board um all right now let's get to a real fight this that's that's more of a Bellator fight. Let's, let's get to a real UFC fight now. Um, actually, this one probably won't be much of a fight, but Dan tipped his hand. He's going to make this a very funny breakdown. I'm, so I'm, about to,
0: I'm about to make a bad pick.
1: About, about to act a fool um, out of love. Women's Flyweight Championship, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Lucky Murphy. So we got Bullet Shevchenko and Lucky Murphy. I'm sure Dan's going to say Lucky's a better nickname, right, Dan?
0: I would say that's a turkey one. They're both good for good reasons.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, let's go with Lucky Murphy. Um, I don't know if she's going to feel lucky come Saturday, but we'll see. 15-4, uh, and four, eight knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 7-4 and four in the UFC. She's won five straight fights. She was on The Ultimate Fighter, where she was 0-1. She was also in Invicta, where she was 3-0 and was their champion. She formerly, formerly used to fight at featherweight also. This one's down at flyweight. Um, I guess she used to fight at bantamweight too, right?
0: Um. Yes, she or, or, was the Invicta Bantamweight Champion.
1: Right. 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 Okay. So she's about featherweight, bantamweight. Now she's down at flyweight. Uh, one inch of reach over Shevchenko, more active striker. Plus seven twenty-five. So Dan's going to make a lot of money because he's going to be a fool and and go. He's gonna he's gonna uh, try to justify it. Though, just wait. Uh, bullet Shevchenko, twenty-one to three, seven knockouts, seven submissions, ten and two in the UFC. Her only losses are to Amanda Nunes. You may have heard of her. This is her sixth title of defense. She's won seven straight fights. She won via TKO her last fight. She also used to fight at at bantamweight for the uh, for the noons fights. She was a pro boxer where she was two zero. She's a pro kickboxer where she was fifty seven and two. She also was a Muay Thai champion. Five years younger. Striking stats in favor. Grappling stats in favor. Minus fifteen hundred. Um, obviously, don't like the line. But there's no nothing Murphy does better than Shevchenko. So Shevchenko is the obvious pick here. Probably via be decision because sometimes she. Fight's way too cautious and dumb and and um but I don't see Murphy finishing it regardless.
0: So so how much money are you gonna win on that bet? Go,
1: Go ahead, ahead, Dan. Do
0: you wanna just tell me how much money you're gonna win
1: on that bet? Uh yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna win my bet. That's the key. You're you're just <laughs> giving your money away. So so just for those of you at home who are wondering how much money he's going to win on that
0: bet, it's $6.67 uh, okay. on a $100 bet. Which uh, You're going
1: to lose $100, so that's all right.
0: Well, if you think that, but here's the thing I will say. is that, like, If you think Lauren Murphy is going to lose here, I'm fine with you making that argument. I think that that's a perfectly reasonable argument to make based on how Valentina Shevchenko has looked like. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here and take Lauren Murphy for this reason. First of all, this is a betting show, and we're talking about using the odds. I don't see any reason not to pick Lauren Murphy at those juicy odds. She's depending on where you've gotten her during the week, and if you get closer to the fight, you'll probably even get her higher. You could probably get her at ten to one. And if you're telling me she doesn't have a ten to one shot, I'm going to just quickly outline to you why she does. Because here's the thing: is that like what has Valentina Shevchenko had problems with before? And you're going to say nothing, but nothing. I I mean, boring. I disagree. Because who just took a round off of her recently? Jennifer Maya. Jennifer oh, yeah, Maya took right. the first round off of her. And how did she do it? She did it by having decent wrestling and grinding on Valentina Shevchenko up against the cage and just putting kind of that, that like grinding willful style of just like never quit. And she wound up with a whole round of top control. Now I'm not saying Lauren Murphy is as good of a grappler as Jennifer Maya, but she is a much better grinder when it comes to putting somebody up against the cage, making a fight ugly, and just being fucking straight up tougher. Uh, and, and if that's the case, in Jennifer Maya 1-1 round, uh, do I think there's a 10-1 to 1 chance that Lauren Murphy can do that for two or three rounds? I 100% do. Um, at least at 10-1, to 1, I don't think you're silly to put down money on Lauren Murphy. I think it is a fun long shot here, and I think – like you know, like like a lot of people have said, they think that Valentina Shevchenko is just kind of untouchable. We've seen her not be untouchable. We've seen her show flaws. It's not like she's uh, Amanda Nunes, who we just watch murder everybody she fights. She is in there with decisions over Jennifer Maya, where Maya took a round off of her. And I think Lauren Murphy can surprise her with that kind of style.
1: Do you think Laura Murphy's going to win on Saturday, Dan?
0: Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot. No, yes. I, I would I would say if you you make me pick a a gun to my head pick and we're talking about who wins this, uh, and I have to pick the winner in order to survive. I think I pick Valentina Shevchenko. I think
1: she's got a better than fifty okay. percent chance, that, a- but I don't think she has a okay.
0: ten ten to one chance.
1: Okay, so you're so you're by the ladder ticket basically. Uh, I, I'd say yeah. Okay. Instead of winning six six 667. That's true. Hey, at least I'm going to win.
0: Um, main event.
1: Federalweight Championship. You realize if that goes
0: the other way, that the Gerald Mearschart celebration will pale in oh, comparison? Man, this be,
1: I'll, I'll never be able to – lucky we reset our books at the end of the year, right? Because I'll never be able to catch you if you I win mean, this one. I mean,
0: it doesn't really matter. You would never hear the end of it. Every single no. show would start with it. That's
1: true. Alexander Volkanovsky is, is uh, defending his belt, Dan. His featherweight championship belt against Brian Ortega. We got Alexander the Great versus T City Ortega. T T-City. City's
0: a terrible nickname. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Triangle City. Alex, Alex the Great's a boring one too. Generic, but but it's way um, better. than T City. <laughs> T City. Fifteen and one with one no contest, three knockouts, seven submissions. Seven and one in the UFC with one no contest. He won his last fight. He's failed a drug test way back in the old days. Uh, he hasn't had any issues recently. He's two inches taller, three inches uh, sorry, two inches taller, three years younger, plus 142. Alex the Great, the Champ, 22 and one, 11 knockouts, three submissions, nine and 0 in the UFC. This is his second title offense. He's won 19 straight fights. Uh, his last fight was back in July of 2020 though. Uh, he was a pro boxer, 1 and 0. He Used to play pro rugby also. I think he used to weigh what 230 or something like that. Uh, he,
0: yeah, I, I think he was up in the the two twenties or two thirties.
1: Yeah, so he's basically uh almost 100 pounds less now at least on fight night. Um, two inches of reach, striking active striking stats in his favor, grappling in his favor. Minus 180. Um, I am going Volkanovsky Way too fast. Like he, his speed, explosiveness, athleticism. Um, and I just think he's he's a better all around fighter than. Ortega, plus he can take a beating, doesn't get uh, knocked out. He, he may get knocked down, but he does not get knocked out. Um, and, and a very strong grappler, which Ortega uh, relies on for his submissions. So Alex the Great is my pick.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. First of all, I would like to say that T-City sounds like a gas station testosterone pill. Um, oh yeah, it might be.
1: Yeah. What it, John it, Jones. John Jones gets popped for him, right?
0: Yeah, or maybe what Brian Ortega popped for him. Um,
1: but uh, of John Jones, sorry. Speaking of John Jones, I saw a picture of him, and apparently he says he's 260 pounds now. Yeah, he's a, he's a big he's a big dude. Anyway,
0: uh yeah, I agree with all the things you said about Volkanovsky's speed, his wrestling, his grappling, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. But I'll say this too: the the real reason I love him here is just because he is a master at game planning. He is so right. good at going in and being amorphous and sort of just using the right game plan to beat the right person. I think he does that here easily against Ortega. He outpoints him on the feet. He makes the fight, uh, you know, he turns it into a grind when he needs to turn it into a grind. He turns it into a distance striking match when he needs to turn it into a distance striking match. And whatever the game plan is to beat Ryan Ortega, I am confident that he not only has it, but will go in there and absolutely dominate.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much sums it up right there. Um, So he is the pick. Um, Sorry we don't have more to say in, in the main event, but that's, you know, we we can sum it up pretty quickly for you right there. Um, all right, do you have any? This is what the the D- gens hashtag the gens want. They want they want big big bets. They want plus seven twenty five on Lerman Murphy isn't mm-hmm. enough. They want like twenty eight fight parlays and crazy prop bets. Do you have anything to wet their whistles?
0: So I'm going to say just a couple of prop bets that I really like. Um, you know, one of them being that I, I do really like, and it's not going to give you that big juicy number you like. I, I'm going to give you Curtis Blades wins by TKO. Um, Curtis Blades wins by TKO, uh, which oh. I think is a pretty safe play. It's plus 185. Yeah. Um, so I really like that one. I, I think he's going to take down and ground and pound out Yair Rosenstrike, who just... I don't think has the uh the abilities to handle him in that way. I will also take uh Chris Docus wins in round 1. Chris Docus wins in round 1 is betting off at plus 260. Um so I I really like that one. Um I think he's just going to knock out Shamil Burke. He, he's won in the first round 3 times in a row. Why not take him again? Um yeah. and then if I want one more in there Heck, I I wish I could find numbers on Samelisberger wins uh, in the first round. Um, But, like, if you look at Samelisberger by submission, which is uh, – maybe he's going to go in there and knock him out. But if he does choose to go by submission, plus 500 on Samelisberger by submission. So I'll just throw that one out there as another one I'm I'm not hating.
1: All right, awesome. Do you have a crazy parlay for the Chiefs?
0: I'll throw one up there. First of all, put Vulcan one. He's going to win negative negative one seventy five. not even a bad number. I also think your parlay should all have Chris in there at, at his number plus two fifteen. Uh, that's automatically going to be a nice start to it. And I'll say this, add to Santos to it too, because those three are surefire things. And before we're even picking a big dog, we can feel pretty comfortable about getting this return. Then I'm just going to add one of the big dogs who I like, you know, and I, I've rattled off three today, either Jonathan Pierce uh, Mar- Marlon Marias or Cynthia Calvillo pick the one that l- fits your taste the best for me I'm going to
1: go with Marlon marias uh
0: and that's going to give you nine to one odds with Volkanovski, Dawkus, Santos, and Marlon Marias.
1: they're all bad dogs so don't take any of the dogs Dan just said <laughs> bad, <laughs> yeah, bad, just go, bad. Dogs. just
0: go chalk to the top from the bottom of the card like Jeff did today yeah I yeah. wasn't the
1: plan no I do I have any I, do I have underdogs I don't know if I do I, I, I have some I think you went over no. man yeah, but there, there's some pickups. So, well, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting. Oh well, at least I'm gonna win. Um, let's go with our locks. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first. I'm taking Volkanovski minus 180. I'll take him as my lock.
0: I like that. I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go with Curtis Blades.
1: Okay, I, wow, I think okay. Curtis, Curtis Blades is a safe one. All right. So I think we can put it put it to bed. This is one of our longest episodes ever. Um, but there's lots to talk about. Uh, what, what can you people do in the meantime? Make sure you read our stuff at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're running out our NBA team previews, a uh, new team every day telling you how to bet on the team, how to play fantasy sports on that team, all that type of stuff. We got NFL coverage out the wazoo. We got MMA coverage uh, from me and Dan on the site. Um, and obviously you can listen to all of our amazing podcasts. Uh, if you just want MMA stuff, go over to MMA-Manifesto.com. Lots of articles, Dan and myself once again, um, and I have a pick'em contest on there, so you can get on there and win some good stuff. Um, so head over to that. Follow us on Twitter, Jeff Fox Writer. He is Gumby Do You have anything else to tell the people, Dan? No, you got it all. Okay. Well, until Sunday, we'll be back on Sunday with a recap on how I went chalk, but at least I won. Um, and we will give you a preview of next week's Dana White Contender Series. So until then, I will continue to be Jeff Shock Juice Fox. He will be Daniel Barney Gumble Gumby Freeland, and we are out of here. Bye-bye.